Okay, Tzorayim Tov, we continue with the Sefer Sheorim Batvila from Reb Shimshim Pincus. We're in our third class on Kriya. We're discussing Kriya is when you're calling somebody, getting their attention, who's right next to you, and that's the essence of who they are. Yeah. Is and it also an action? Kriya, is it an action? Is it an action? No, it's, it's, it's like cool. you're calling Hashem, and the way you're calling Him is describing what you feel he's capable of doing, and that precedes the request now. So, and that really, you know, shows a clarity of, you know, your mom is speaking to Hashem, and you have been talking and trust and all the things that we said about that. So now there's another aspect when you're calling, um, and that is, we can learn from this idea that we have an obligation to pray for others who are in trouble as well. Now, let's just look at the natural world. Okay, if you're a proper person, when you see someone else is in trouble and you can help them, what does a good, decent person do? He helps them to what he can. If you see a person falls down, see an elderly person falls down in the street, you're gonna run over and try to help the person. And if the person is bleeding, whatever, or something, you're gonna, gonna call 911, whatever. I mean, we generally good people will help. Let's say you see a person's having trouble with financial issues. Okay, if I have extra money, I'll help them a little bit. Or let's say you have a friend who's very wealthy and you see this person needs help, but you're not able to help them, but you have a friend that you could ask. Certainly you'll ask the friend, listen, there's a guy in trouble, can you help him? Okay, so that's normal. That's normal. You'll call a friend who's rich, to help an acquaintance of yours who needs financial help. That's a very normal thing. So guess what? We have a good friend who loves us, who's very wealthy and very powerful, and we can call our good friend to help somebody else who needs help. So this is the whole idea of praying for other people. Even if the person doesn't know about it, you know, let's say, for example, there's a guy, he just got unemployed, but he's a very proud person. And if you tell him, you know, I can hook you up with somebody. No, no, I can get it myself. Well, how are you going to help such a person? And he can't do it himself. So you call your a guy who hires people, and you say, don't tell anybody, but can you... Uh, call this guy up and offer him a job. So, uh, and then what will happen is the rich man will say, oh, uh, you know, I got your name from somewhere. Um, are you, uh, are you uh, interested in a job? And I say, yeah. Okay, so it's not that you found him the job. Or let's say even you, you go to somebody who's got a lot of money, and that person just slips a $1,000 under the door. 
I'll never know who did it. So the same thing, we could pray to Hashem, our good friend and our powerful friend, and say, listen, do me a favor, my other friend is in trouble. Now this is interesting. What if the other friend isn't been davening to Hashem? For whatever reason. You know, we're praying for Jews in Eretz Yisrael. Now, a lot of Jews are praying to God. I don't know if every Jew is praying to God. There's some real secular Jews who are still just trusting in the Israeli army, and they're not praying to God. You could still pray to God to help that guy, even though he's not praying. Or let's say even further, a person's very sick in a comatose state, and they can't pray for themselves. You can pray for them. So therefore, each and every one of us, it's in our power to pray for others in whatever way they need to be helped. And this explains an interesting Gemara in Makkah, Staf Yud Aleph, which says, anyone who's able to ask for mercy for a friend and doesn't ask for it is a sinner. The proof is from the book of Shmuel, where he says, and God forbid that I should sin to Hashem and not pray for you. Now, think about this. If someone's in trouble and you don't pray to them, there can only be two explanations for that. Either you don't believe that prayer could help. Okay, you say prayer doesn't help. Or such a cruelty, you know it can help, but you don't help the other guy. For myself, I'll pray, but not for my enemy. You know, I, I've got a business, and my I have a competitor, and the competitor is in trouble. His business is about to go down. Now, how would I normally act if I was a regular person? I say, "Wow, I'm so happy he's going down. Hashem, keep him going down." No, 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 no. Don't you think Hashem's got enough money for you to have business and for him to have business? It's only one guy can have business, both can't have business. So you pray that the other guy shouldn't go out of business. Wait a minute, but that's hurting me. What are you talking about? You don't believe that Hashem, if he's gonna do well, it means you're not gonna do well. So that's an important idea. Okay, so really we, we you know, he goes, well, oh, I don't believe Hashem could help that guy. That guy's a Russian. It's not up for you to know if that guy's a Russian or not. Just pray. Okay, and if you don't, you either you don't believe that prayer helps or you're just being a cruel person. Interesting, when it talks about a person who kills unintentionally, what do we say? He goes into Gullus, and how long does he stay until the coin Godol dies? And that's why the Talmud says that the mothers of the coin Godols would give food to the people in the exile so they wouldn't pray that their son should die. Now, why is the, the, the release of the unintentional murderer contingent on the coin Godol leaving? Because Gomorrah says the coin should have begged for mercy. And the generation, such as things should not have happened. They give a similar story. There was a person that a lion ate somebody within the vicinity of Rabbi Shua ben Levi. And although Elio and Navi usually learned with Rabbi Shua ben Levi, for three days he didn't learn with him. 
because you should pray. So the commentary, the Lavush, in his Sefer, Lavush HaOra, explains a little detail. What does it mean that the coin should, should have prayed that such a thing should not happen? Well, I guess he didn't pray good enough. And now this thing has happened. And now the Torah requires this murderer to only get home when the coin godel dies. And now the murderer will be so upset that he can't go back as long as the coin godel is alive. Therefore, he's going to pray for the coin godel to die. And very much so, maybe his prayer will be answered. And now this coin godel will die and a new one will come. And the new one will be one who will pray for us. It should not happen. And that's measure for measure. You see? So it's not just that we're afraid the killer will pray that the coin godel should die. But the Torah wants that coin godel to be removed. Because he isn't sensitive enough for the others. We don't want that to further happen. Wow. So now you can begin to understand the depths of what this is. You can pray that others should be helped. And that means maybe you pray, but you could have prayed harder. And you don't pray harder. Much more is expected from the Koen Godel than anybody else. Obviously, he's the most spiritual person on the planet. So, yes, obviously he prays, but he can pray stronger and deeper with more intensity. And that's, he is held responsible for that. Yeah, question. Yeah. So, why why should person pray that Kohen Gadu should die? But if he wants to die, when he does the services of Yom Kippur, when he goes in protest, he will die there. Then why you Maybe he won't. Kohen Godal can do tshuva, but doesn't mean he has to die. Let's say the coin Godal didn't pray good enough. So before Yom Kippur, he's going to do tshuva, right? <laughs> he does tshuva, then he's fine. So he shouldn't die going in the Kachin Kadoshim. But this guy's prayers on top of that could still work. Remember we said the Tfil of Russia even could be accepted. But let's take it a little bit further. The Rambam writes in the end of the laws of Shemitah and Yovel that people who want to dedicate their lives to Torah they too are like the Kohen and the Levi who have no portion and Hashem is their portion. Okay? And the Talmud tells us that if a person has a sick person in the house, they should go to a Chacham and he should ask Rachamim for them. And he brings a Pesach this word. So a Talmud Chacham is like, you know, like a Kohen, so to speak. People who are Torah scholars are like a Kohen Godel. And therefore, Torah scholars should pray for their people. And that's one of the jobs, just like it's one of the jobs of the Kohanim. So that's one of the jobs for those who are in yeshiva studying Torah, where they have a special power of prayer for sick people. And if they don't, then they are as guilty as the Kohen Godel as it is. And therefore, when you find out that people are sick, we should not be indifferent to that. If the shul is saying to Hillam after davening, let's say Sunday after Shachris, you stay. We're saying to Hillam, oh, I'm busy, I gotta go. Whatever. Or take your towels and fill them off during that. Just another five minutes, another ten minutes. What's the, you have a chance to help other people. Okay. 
So this is a very powerful point that we're saying. When you got the ability to pray, now let's think, who knows how to pray? A lot of secular people don't know how to pray. So it's only us who know how to pray. We should be praying. Now, so now obviously what's happening there is Yisrael. So there's two, there's different kinds of people who are praying. I'm not casting any judgment, but I'm just describing. So let's ask a question. Why should a Jew in Canada pray for what's going on in Israel? I'm just asking from a devil's advocate position. So one answer would be, we might have a kid in Israel. <laughs> so really you're praying for yourself. Okay, let's say you have no, now most people have some family in Israel, but they're gonna be all around. So why should I pray? Why should you pray? Because you 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 can talk to God, you can help somebody else. It's also written right about you have to, one uh, uh, Jewish uh, held responsible. I understand, but I'm just saying it, it's it's simpler than that. Let's keep it simple. You don't have to be esoteric now. You're right. You don't have to just, if another person's in trouble, if you're a man, should you help them? Yes. Okay. Now, obviously, you're watching on the news that Jewish people are in big trouble. So what do you do? Well, give money. Okay, but there's only so much money you can give. I can't give enough money to solve all the problems. Okay, Shul, now it's going up to $24,000. Maybe twenty-five. I don't remember. Baruch Hashem, but there's only so much money we can give. But when we pray, it, it, aren't we a match? And if we don't, then we're like, then we deserve to be punished. Something should happen that people should be, pray for our death. Okay. Now, this is something that we should get used to. For example, let's say you're walking in the street and you see a Jew, you know it's a Jew, is in a wheelchair. Or you know that another Jew is suffering. So you know what? You should say brief tefillah. Hey, Hashem, I see this person in a wheelchair. Hashem, please give him a refuge. That's all. Not big. You, uh, you, you hear an ambulance. You see a Hatzalah car. Hatzalah's going. So you know if Hatzalah's going, somebody's, some Jew is in trouble. You should pray that Hashem give the Hatzalah person success to help the person whatever has to be done. Right. Whatever problem, you hear somebody dies, it's got a family, you pray, Hashem, please comfort the family for the one who died. It should be something that's an automatic thing that we get used to doing, right? Uh, and, and the Talmud tells us this was very common. For example, let's say you have a tree, a fruit tree that is sick. And it's not producing as it should. So you know what people would do? They put a little mark on the tree. Why? So when people would walk by, they pray that the guy's tree should get healthy. Uh, if someone was a Mitsara, he calls out Tommy, Tommy, I am Tommy. Why? So people will see he's a Mitsara and he should have a refusal. 
So if Hashem wants us to worry about somebody's tree, we should certainly, and a Mitzorah, who really is getting punished because he spoke Lashon Hara, he had it coming to him, but he's suffering, so we should certainly pray for people who have, human beings who haven't done anything wrong, so to speak, that we should be praying for them as well. So this whole idea of Kriya now takes on a much deeper aspect that I can call Hashem to help somebody else. So I have to look at what we're saying to Hillel. It's we're calling Hashem, Hashem, please go and help them, help the other Jews. You can do it. Now, obviously, Hashem has all kinds of calculations. But the more Jews say, Hashem, come on. It's not just me, it's not just you, it's not the 30 of us in our shul that pray on a regular basis, or it's every shul and everything. You're talking about tens of thousands of Jews who are praying to Hashem. So that's a little bit harder to uh, Hashem to turn around. But it's not so much if we accomplish it, it's just that we are showing that we care. And that's what's important. You got to show that you care. And if you don't show that you care, right? That's the same reason why Eov suffered the sufferings of Eov when he heard that Paro was deciding to hurt the Jews. He didn't say anything. And why? Because it wouldn't help. Maybe it wouldn't. But still, he should have davened Hashem to show he cares. And if you don't, then Hashem says, I'll do it to you and see how you like so therefore, just for to show our own divine uh, image of Hashem, we should pray for other Jews just because it's... And on top of that, that we're all one people and all these things. Forget about that. Just be a match to help somebody else. Okay, now he goes to the next point, which is also a very important idea. We know there's one aspect of prayer that's called avoda, to serve Hashem with all your heart. And that is the, uh, one person prays before Hashem, he knows he's in front of Hashem and he's speaking to Hashem, he's developing a relationship with Hashem. That's certainly the primary aspect of prayer. But there's another, and, and we're trying to elicit God's will that we're trying to, you know, uh, do something for us. Okay, that's all part of our relationship with Hashem. But there's another aspect which we might not realize is that praying to Hashem is no different than making just ordinary hishtablut, effort in something. In other words, Hashem, in other words, you, you have to make effort. Let's say you gotta go to work. You gotta go to work. If you're not gonna make effort, you're not gonna make any money. Sit in bed all day, you're not gonna make money. But how about praying that you should have parnasa? Where does that fit in? Well, we said it fits in, it it's encompasses our relationship with Hashem. But isn't prayer also hishtadlut? Isn't hishtadlut? It's simple effort. Because we know prayers help, or at least gets God's attention. So let's say you're in sales, so you're calling up people who make sales. If you don't call up, you're not gonna get any sales. Okay, guess what, call up one more person. Before you make the calls, call Hashem. 
I said, Shem, you know, I, I'd like it if that when I call, some people will answer and say yes. That's no worse of heishtadlut than making the calls themselves. Right. And therefore, there's like certain aspects where Hashem expects you to make certain heishtadlus. So we think heishtadlus, well, that's only when you're really doing something in the physical world. I'm going to work. I'm going to the doctor. You're making heishtadlus. That's true. But why is prayer also not heishtadlus? That may not be the primary reason we pray. The primary reason we want to develop a relationship with Hashem and show we have trust in Hashem, Hashem, which is clearly the biggest chunk of it. But it shouldn't be any worse of a of heishtadlus. And if you make that, and that's a and that's more, it's a heishtadlus focused on Hashem. But it still is heishtadlus. And that's a very important concept over here. And even though there's general ways that Hashem runs the world, but then there's specific ways that Hashem runs the world, and that requires our Hishtadlus as well. So now he chooses one bracha of Pincus to prove this point. I, don't, I hope we can finish it all in this one session. Uh, maybe not, I don't know. One of the brachas in the Shemoneser for health is Baruch Hashem Rofei Cholei Amo Yisrael. Hashem is the doctor, the healer of the sick people of his nation Israel. Now the question is, is healing the sick a unique thing that only Jewish people get sick? No. Let's talk about Parnassah. Parnassah is in the bracha of Mevarech Hashanim. Hashem should bless the years. Everyone needs Parnassah, right? The bracha is, Baruch Hashem, Mivarech Hashanim. There's something uniquely Jewish to have Parnassah. Heaven needs Parnassah. Right? Chonein uh, Hadas. Hashem is the one who gives wisdom. Everybody needs wisdom. We don't say Chonein Hadas li None of the brachas are, are talking about Yisro, but this one does talk about Yisro. So obviously, has to be something against Dafka for Yisrael. Let's say the brachas hashachar, the early brachas. Hashem opens eyes. Everybody needs their eyes open. But yet it says, Ozer Yisrael Begvura, he girds the Jew with strength. Why the Jew? Because the Jew needs so they're the top part of the body and the bottom part of the body. Oter Yisrael Begvura, Hashem crowns the Jews with glory. That's our key part, villain. That's uniquely Jewish. I understand. Whenever we say Yisrael, it's something uniquely Jewish. Question, we're talking about refuah. Everyone needs refuah. So what's unique that the Jews need refuah? But it is really based on a Because B'Shalach Hashem says, Ki'ani Hashem Rofech. Hashem says, I am your doctor. Well, so since the Torah says, ah, you are, Hashem is your doctor, so we say Rofech myself. But still the question is, so why does Hashem say, I am your doctor? You're the doctor of the whole world. So Pinchas says, Pinchas says like this, there's two ways of refuah. There's two ways of healing. One is we'll call natural healing. And obviously Hashem is very much involved with this. Hashem created a nature that a body is able to heal itself with its own, what do you call it? The, uh, you know, the antibodies, whatever. You got a cut. Hashem created that the body can heal the cut and the blood stops flowing. You got some germs in your body. You got antibodies that will kill it. Okay, 
So that's that's part of the refuah. That's refuah Hashem put into our bodies. And that mamish is from Hashem. You're not going to say it's not from Hashem. But then there's another way of going to doctors. Torah says, Verapo from here we see a doctor has permission to heal. Okay, so there's two ways. Hashem independently creates a body that heals itself. And if for whatever reason, you're allowed to go to a doctor. And that's called making natural effort. And the Torah allows us to make effort. Okay. Now, the fact that Hashem is what we'll call a trusted doctor has two aspects. On the one aspect that Hashem is God, and he creates within the human body that he can heal itself. But he's also like a medical doctor. Okay, so Hashem is what we'll call Rofei Chobasar. Hashem heals all flesh, and that's in general, that's part of the body. But Hashem is also like a doctor, like a specialist. Okay, now, when you're very sick, right, you go to specialists. So is Hashem any less of a specialist? Hashem's a specialist too, right? So now, when Hashem says, Hashem is saying, besides the fact that I'm the overall doctor who gives health, I'm also your doctor. I'm your specialist. And there are two differences between this. The first idea of Hashem being a doctor is, Hashem's the doctor. He keeps your body healing itself. But then God, you know, makes calculations. Certain people don't deserve Hashem should do this. And therefore the body's antibodies don't always work and God forbid cancer starts to develop. That's one kind of doctor that Hashem is. But he's also the Rofei Cholei Amo Yisrael. He's the doctor of the Jewish people. And when you go to the specialist, the specialist doesn't make any calculations. He just says, okay, you're coming to me and I, my job is to heal you. So Hashem in general heals us, but sometimes we go to him as a specialist. And in that way, he's the Rofei Cholei Amo Yisrael. Now, for example, let's say you have a very bad sickness and you urgently have to see a specialist. How soon are you going to get the appointment? Six months? A year? He's the top guy. You've got to wait in line. Guess what? Hashem is Rofei Rofecha. He's Rofei Cholei Amo Yisrael. Hashem is the specialist. Now, I'll only ask you another question. If you're not in a socialistic country like Canada and you get to see the specialist, how much does it cost? Tons, tons of money. But Hashem is a rofei chinam. Hashem is a free doctor. And the question is, why do we talk about Hashem being the free doctor? Does he do everything for free? Because we know so many things Hashem does. But the answer is, we know that a doctor specifically gets paid. Okay, now let's think about this. But a doctor for free, do you want to go to a doctor who doesn't charge money? No, I told you the joke once. This guy goes to a specialist. A specialist treats him, heals him. Okay, so this will cost you uh, $10,000. He says, I don't got the money. You don't got the money? About 5000 No. 3000 No. 
How about a dot? I don't have anything. What are you talking about? How dare you come to me? How dare you come to me? I'm the big worldwide specialist with no money. So let me tell you, my father taught me a lesson. When it comes to health, you don't spare any expenses. You understand? You go to the best doctor, but then again, you don't want to pay. But here you got the best doctor and you don't have to pay. Now usually when you don't pay for a doctor, he ain't that good. Hashem, now that's the Rofei Cholei Yisrael. We have to make the Hishtadlus. The Hishtadlus is, yes, you try to get a good doctor. That's true. But guess what? Praying to Hashem, that is Hishtadlus. Hashem, the doctor can say there's no hope and no specialist can help you. You can die with Hashem and he is a specialist beyond specialists. And you can turn to him. And you, and you know what? And he'll see you immediately. And if he has a way to heal you, he'll heal you. And he won't charge you, and he's still worth a lot. And that is the real hishtadlus. And therefore that means, before you go to the doctor, you daven to Hashem, because that's the real hishtadlus. That is hishtadlus. You know, if uh, somebody is... Uh, you find out you're very sick, you're trying to make some appointments, so you call up, make a few phone calls, you try to put in calls, you hope the doctor will call you back, and then you dial on the chef, that's the main ishtadlus. And that's how it is with everything in life, whatever you want in life, the ishtadlus, the main ishtadlus is praying to Hashem. As the Gemara Marshawn Kedushin says, that a nace that comes by prayer is not called a miracle. A lot of times we're worried if we get a miracle that we have to deduct from our account that we had to use up a lot of merits. When a miracle comes out of prayer, God does not deduct from the account because that is natural teva. Okay? So you got to really understand that since it's calling out to Hashem, so you call out to Hashem for anybody. Even somebody you don't know. Somebody's sick, that's the natural you know, yeah, of course you want to call up Echo and get a, see if they can make find a space. It's all true what you do, but the best is you call Hashem and he now, you've got him. And you tell him, okay, Hashem, you're the specialist. You can heal this. The, I can't get through to the specialist. Or the specialist says there's no hope. Well, you're the meter specialist. And I'm going to go to you to find out if you can help. And, and I'm, I'm begging you to help me. And I'm begging you to help that guy. That there's no help for him as well. You always have to have that line of tefillah. Yeah. My student understands Because Hashem is the specialist only for Jews. When there's no hope for a goy, there's no hope for a goy. Finished. He ain't getting into the specialist called God. When there's no hope for a Jew, he's still got the specialist God. What is the non What's God going to do for a non-Jew who's sick? He's not, he's not my client. I'm not making room for him. Maybe he has a Jew who wants to pray for him. Maybe he's a good boy. And the, and the Jew prays for him. Maybe God will see him. But when it comes to health, specifically Hashem, Hashem is like our doctor for free and good and best doctor in the world. For Hashem, he is the specialist more so than everything else.
That's why we, we focus so much on that. And therefore, when you pray, you got to be very careful about the exact words you're saying. Don't generalize. They tell either it's a story or a marshal, but a guy who was going was very tired. He asked Hashem to give him a donkey. So what happened? The government came along, soldiers, and they said, hey, we got a donkey that's tired. You go carry the donkey for the next 10 miles. I said, I didn't pray for that, Hashem. Hashem said, you just said I need a donkey. Bring a donkey. I brought you a donkey. You got to pray clear. It's Hashem, I'm tired. I need a donkey to ride on. When you're talking to somebody, you're clear. You don't you don't say, you don't call up, I, I, need, I need a donkey. You need a donkey. Here, go carry the donkey. You got to be clear. Hashem, God forbid, the person says, I am sick. The doctors have given hope on me. I don't just want a doctor. I want you to heal me from this sickness. If you want to send a doctor, it's a shliach, fine. But I want you to heal my sickness. And this specifically I want you to do. It's not enough to say, Hashem, I know you know what I need, so I don't have to explain it. Hashem says, no, you have to tell me exactly what you need.